0: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera.
1: Shalom everybody and welcome to Christian Torah, the Faith and Halli Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera. I'm here. Studio B with Pastor Nick Plummer. It's great to be here. It's great to be. So very, very good. It was awesome. You know, first and foremost, uh, I want to thank all of you that watch on a regular basis or listen on a regular basis. I'll tell you why you keep us going. I see those numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And depending on what platform they're on, sometimes I can see, like, who's, like, the highest listeners and stuff like that. So how many platforms do we have? Oh, man. Well, we're on, like, everything podcast, right? So, like, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast app, uh, Google Podcast app, uh, iHeartRadio. Wow. Um, uh, That's incredible. SoundCloud, uh, Twitch or Stitch or I think it's Stitch. There's a lot of that's the point, right? So we're on all Facebook, those. YouTube. Facebook and YouTube would be our video platforms. Wow. Uh, right now we don't really do much with like Instagram or Twitter. Right. Um we could do more, you know. But uh what you going on, it's
0: it's working. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you what, you know, out there in 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 the verse, right, the people that are listening. Um, it's just cool because we're on the same page at the same time. You know, we're That's in Matthew right. twenty five, all of us together, studying the That's words it. of Yeshua. And just trying to become more like our Savior. Amen? That's it. And that's the that's the point. So if you're new to this, uh, then welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. Right now we're in Matthew chapter 25. But if uh, you were interested in the Torah portions, hence the name Christians with Torah, uh, then we did four years of the Torah portion. And we have four episodes at least on every Torah portion that you can go back and either listen to or watch and get some, you know, what our insight was on those those Torah portions over four years. Four years of doing the Torah portions, but now, like I said, we're doing Matthew. We've been doing Matthew. We're loving Matthew. Uh, why? Because Jesus is King, Yeshua, the King. Amen. Yeshua Hamelach, the King. Yeshua the King. And so today we are uh, finishing up. Oh, actually, we're right smack dab in the middle of what we call the Olivet Discourse. Right. So the last two uh, weeks of, of portions, we went through our last three weeks of portions. We went through Matthew twenty-four. We split it up into three parts starts off with Yeshua describing the, how the temple is going to be destroyed. What are the signs of his coming, right? The great tribulation. And then his return is going to be like the lightning goes from the east to the west. Everybody will see him when he returns. Then he gives us uh, parables of the, the, the servants, right? The servant, the faithful servant and the evil servant. Yeah. Now we're going
0: in to the wise and foolish virgins. Yeah. All right. So you're going to read the parable of the ten virgins, kicking us off. All right. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 7. All right, I will do Matthew 25, verses 1 through 7.
1: I'm in the New King James Version, uh, and that says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now the five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed
0: their lamps. Wow. So Jesus would often teach about the kingdom of God through parables. Oh, yeah. The word parable is the Greek word parabole. And it comes from uh, 3846, a similitude. Parable, i.e., symbolic, uh, fictitious narrative of common life conveying a moral, um, apothegm or adage, comparison, figure, parable, proverb. So um, that's uh, interesting. That word apophthegm. It's
1: funny, apophthegm, but then also it's adage, right? Adage. Adage. Like an adage. It's an old adage, you know. Now, but I just, have no idea what apophthegm is. I know.
0: Not so, 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 so the Miriam. <gasps> Webster Dictionary defines the word parable as a usually short, fictitious story that illustrates a moral attitude or a religious principle. I love the parable. Let me ask you this. Why do you think Yeshua teaches the parables? He said, I will utter dark sayings of old. It's my understanding that he was teaching parables, because people could relate to a story, but also to see if they have Torah. If you go back and look at that. Mm. To see if they truly understood the Torah for, for what it's worth. Mm, and how he's conveying it through the story. Yeah, it's deep. I mean, when it you is start deep. thinking, it's okay, well, how is Torah applicable for this? You know.
1: So most of his parables, <clears throat> at least the ones that we've been reading in Matthew, start with something like, the kingdom of God is like, or is likened to. Right. And so he's using the parables to describe the kingdom of God, right? That's true. It is true. So he makes this statement, and <clears throat> I think that it's taken out of context a lot. And the statement, and I forget where it is, but it's, he says, My kingdom is not of this world. Now, do you think that means that his kingdom is not of Earth, but it's like on like Neptune, like a different planet? I don't know. Maybe Mars. It's a Martian <laughs> kingdom. Do you think that's what he means? It's a probably spiritual connotation. It could be spiritual. I also think that it's more of like this system of these of the kingdoms of this world are different than the kingdom of God, the right. kingdom of heaven. we, we do things differently. So then he uses the parables to help people get a, an inkling of how the kingdom of God works versus ways that the current kingdom works. Because what are the current kingdoms? They're corrupt, yeah. right? They're based you know, solely on the power of a, of a fallible you know, dictator or tyrant, right? Right. Some man or human being. And he's trying to show you through the parables the principles that you would have to have inside of you in order to be a citizen of this kingdom.
0: Right, because it's at hand, it's near. So so if he's right. saying that, it's God's rule, it's God's reign. Right.
1: It well, it operates simultaneously right. with all these so, other
0: kingdoms. So that's why it's interesting that when he's sharing about the kingdom, he's God. Right. So he's saying things and he's doing things to show you what the kingdom is supposed to look like. That's right. That's an eye-opener.
1: It is, and I, I think that we can kind of brush past things and we, we look into the mystery of things. A little more than maybe is necessary, because I think a lot of the parables you could take them at face value. I mean, some of them are hard to understand. I, I will concede that. Like, there's there's certain ones where I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't even understand. But like ones like the yeah. the last one where we have the faithful and evil servant, and the one before that where uh, nobody knows the day or the hour, where like two men are in the field, right? Because what does it end with? It says, therefore you. Will, uh, it says, but but know this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Right. So the kingdom of God is all the time. You have to watch. That's true.
0: So the word kingdom is the Greek word basilia. Basilia. And it comes from 69.35, which is properly royalty. Uh, It actually talks about, i.e. abstractly, to rule or concretely a realm, literally or figuratively, or to reign. So basilia (laughs) means God's rule and God's reign. Uh, very interesting. The number 10 uh, can mean tests and trials. The Lord told Abraham that he would not destroy Sodom if there were 10 righteous people. This is where you get the minion. Yeah. He's praying public for the Jewish people. There has to be 10 men. A minion. Uh, the prophet Ahijah uh, took Jeroboam's new garment and rent it in 12 pieces, giving him 10 pieces. Because he would rule the northern kingdom. The Lord was dividing the nation of Israel and Rehoboam would rule the southern kingdom, Judah, after King Solomon's death. So there's their ten lost tribes. But we know they're not lost because God knows where every one of them are, Right. the ten lost tribes. Um, the children of Israel tested the Lord ten times while they were in the wilderness. He mm-hmm. says, that's it. Yep. You're not going in. Now Abraham had ten tests, but he passed them. That's right. So you go back a... So, as a single person or as an individual, you, you have a better chance of passing something than being a group of. People. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just hey, <laughs> Dude, just like people just bringing rascals. me down, man. Why are these people? We're in the three stooges. I mean, someone's gonna mess up, you know. But if we don't all make it, we don't. We all don't make it, right? But this is interesting. Um, the days between the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement are called the Ten Days of All. Mm-hmm. The Ten Days
1: of being tried, right?
0: Yeah. How that's gonna play out, you know. You know, I, I mean, they know. say
1: they say on uh, Rosh Hashanah or Yom Tov that the books are opened, right? And then on Yom Kippur, yeah. the book is. Closed. I know, I know. There's... So that leads me to believe, just prophetically, that that someday in the future there will be a, uh, an opportunity, right, that when the books are opened, to make your right. case, you know, to, that the, is to the king. Hopefully, you put together a good case.
0: So, out of the ten virgins, five of them were foolish. Uh, who had their lamps, but no extra oil. Keep that in mind.
1: Now, you say no extra oil. It said they had no oil. Is it possible that maybe they had, like, oil in the current lamp, but, like, they didn't have the extra vessel with now the that's, oil? That's what I would
0: say. Okay. That's my interpretation. Because, you know, they're going to have to go buy more oil. We're going we're gonna to get into that. But the five wise virgins had oil for their lamps. Hmm. Okay. So they all had lamps. They all burned. Right. So why are the wise virgins still having oil? Because they had... Extra oil. Mm -hmm. And I I got a revelation last night when I was sitting over there by Tom's group, but the word of God is likened to a lamp in Psalm 119, verses 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm. So get this little picture because it's actually... Oh, it's a great picture. It's it's like this. It came to me last night. We were sitting over there. I was sitting over there and, and they were talking about this. So it's almost like the Hebrews of the Christian faith movement, okay? We have to continue on with the revelation and the light that God gives us to reach our destination. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's almost like, you know, you've only received so much truth and now you're done. All you do is preach the rapture, the tribulation. It's all you do. You don't get into the two sticks becoming one. You don't get into Phrygian and Judah coming together. You don't get into all these Gentiles coming out of the nations wanting to support Israel or go to Israel. Right. And, we, and they miss it because they don't have any oil. They dried up. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what it's really about. Are we going to continue on in the truth, right? I mean, think about it. Not only are we a congregation of, of Gentiles being grafted in, we know that there's Judah, the natural branches, that we need to hook up with. See, we have oil in our lamps, right? Mm-hmm. And we connect to Israel, so we have oil in our lamps. Mm-hmm. We know that the, the church is the church. They're part of the kingdom of God. They're the children of God as well. So we shouldn't be bashing the church or bringing all this correction because, you know, we're Saturday worshipers or whatever. But the bottom line is that I really believe that we do have uh, the, the oil that we need to get to where we're at. at this point. Point. <clears throat> now, we've still got to make that connection to the land of Israel. So hopefully we do have enough oil in our lamps to make that connection of having a place over there. If we run out of oil, we won't have a place over there. Right. But if we have oil in our lamps, we can see the path that will take us to that destination. And by sharing this, it takes a lot of pressure off of me to trust Him. Yeah. Because everybody wants to figure it out and do it themselves. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. Look what i figured out. It doesn't work like that with yeah. God. He's the revealer of things. The secret things belong to Him. But those things that are revealed belong to us our children. Forever. So that... We can keep all the words of this law. So anyway, with that said, um, you know, um, we talk about uh, the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, we flip it over here. Yeah, the Holy Spirit can be likened to the menorah that was placed in the inner court in both the tabernacle of Moses and the temple. The seven branches of the menorah were filled with pure olive oil and uh, provided the only light in the inner court. Um, the personal pronoun "his" describes details of the menorah. If you can read Exodus twenty-five thirty-one, so the personal pronoun "his" describes the details of the menorah.
1: Twenty-five thirty-one. Yeah. All right. It says, "You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be hammered work." Its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its ornamental knobs, and flowers shall be one piece.
0: So they took the personal pronoun
1: out, right? That's King James. This is New King James. Or new King
0: James. Yeah, okay. That's yeah,
1: right. they say its shaft. So you're talking about his shaft, his right.
0: bowls, right? Right. So let's look at it. 25, 31. Thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers shall be of the same. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. First of all, pronoun he and his. Uh, the five wise versions seem to know God's word in the season that they were living and had the leading of the Holy Spirit because they had light. Right. They had their lamps. They could continue on. Think about it. If you don't have revelation, if you don't have truth, you can't continue on with what God has. Right. The bridegroom is a picture of Yeshua, and the ten virgins represent the bride or the wedding party. So we're looking at the wedding party.
1: Uh, so like as you put the, the, the bride or the wedding, meaning the bridesmaids, could be the wedding party is like right. part of the the group it, yeah. that's with the bride.
0: That's an interesting point. You know, not the bride itself, but the bride could be contained within there somewhere, but so not in the story. Line. I
1: would venture to say that. We can glean things from the way Yeshua says things for sure, but that probably isn't the point of the story.
0: Yeah, it's not about the bride, it's the bridal party. Either way,
1: so either way, it's probably not the point. The point of the story is to be prepared so you can right. make
0: it wedding. So and at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose, trimmed their lamps. It was at midnight that the following events took place. (coughs) Check this out. Dolores smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt at midnight. Exodus 12, 29. How about this one? Samson removed the doors of the gate of the city of Gaza on his shoulders. Judges 16, 3. Boaz awakened to find Ruth at his feet. Oh, Ruth 3, 8. Hey, what's this? The psalmist will rise to give thanks because of thy righteous judgments. Psalm 119, verse 62. And lastly, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Acts 16, 25.
1: Hmm. So, so there's man. like a variety of things here. Yeah. Midnight doesn't necessarily seem good or bad,
0: right? There's good things that happen. You know, another thing, bad things that happen. another thing is you know, if you're the Greek mindset, midnight starts the, the day. Interesting. But the day in the, in the, in the you know, Hebrew calendar starts in the, in the evening. So there could be a little misunderstanding, like, you know, hey, you know, I got till midnight. No, you yeah. should have already been prepared for the time of sunset to midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Interesting. a little, yeah, two yeah. little hour time difference there. Yeah. I mean, it's something to think about. It is, it is.
1: Um, all right, so you're going to read what, verses
0: 8 through 13? Yeah. Let's cool. do it. I like that. It's my turn now. The foolish virgins. Thanks, right? <laughs> and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Wow. These are going out. Yeah. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So let me ask you a question.
1: This is our discussion. Have you ever tried to do something at the last minute and it didn't work out?
0: I can't really think of anything. I know I've missed the school bus. That was disheartening. Mm -hmm. So I missed that opportunity. Yeah. But. uh, Or you got an opportunity. I'm trying to think. You know, sometimes God gives grace and mercy. Yeah. In my options of life. In my failures. But uh, I'm trying to think of anything, can you, can you think of anything?
1: You know, uh, waiting to the last minute is like part of the ADD, millennial culture. Um, That's interesting. Because and I've been very, you know, unfortunately I wait to the last minute a good amount but I've been rewarded for doing so, unfortunately, you know, so it's like a reinforcement of a bad habit. But with the things that are big and important, right? Like you can get away with that flying by the seat of your pants in daily life, right? But when it comes to the status of your soul, you probably shouldn't wait to the last minute. You know, like the thief on the cross. He makes it in. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. But there's a greater reward for those that have served the Lord their whole lives. It's interesting. It's like
0: the car line at the school. You know, you can get there early. You can. And then read and just chill out. Yeah. Or you can get there like late. And just kind and, of go through. And wait. And wait. And, well, no, I mean, you could kind of like.
1: <laughs> oh, late. I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah I need to time Slip it out. Yeah, yeah. I need to time it out.
0: Mm-hmm. There's times like when you want to go to an event. Well, so, okay, you, so. Uh, you got to sit way in the back. Yeah. Because, you know, you you didn't, you weren't diligent. You know, like we, we went to go to, to get tickets for Independence Hall.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, you had to get there like at 6.30 in the morning. See, I didn't know you needed tickets for Independence Hall. I just walked up Otherwise, you're really not going to get in. So no, I didn't got, we, get in. We got there, and um, because we we got you know we got up early, and got in line. Yeah, it was worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. See, well, where's the worth? Right. I mean, think about it. The Constitution was there. The, oh yeah. The declaring the uh, what the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence, and also the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, of the the revolution. That's right. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was uh, the center hub for American politics from the colonies, the days of the colonies. Interesting stuff. So this parable is about a wedding. And on, a, on the wedding day, a bridegroom would go to his bride's house for the ceremony. Then the bride and groom, along with a great procession, would return to the groom's house where the feast would take place, often lasting a full week. Now, let me tell you, I'm, I, I like to party. But a full week of partying does not necessarily sound like my cup of tea. Like I'd be ready for the guests. To be like, hey, it's time for y'all to go home.
0: You know. You know, I <laughs> guess um, it's something to think about. That the the, the the Jews believe that particular culture or whatever that segment of Judaism believes that the Day of Atonement is the wedding, and then the celebration is Tabernacles for I, seven days. I so agree with that there's something to that to that effect
1: well in, in the the Hebrew wedding I mean from an antiquity standpoint um, and there's a there's actually a, a what is a documentary called betrothed which I think um, uh, hayavel did uh, back in the day uh, that picked is a, the documentary of braden and tally's wedding and all that uh, but they they do this process where they show you know hey you're betrothed and then the groom goes away to prepare a place for the bride. And what does Yeshua say? He says, "I go to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. There I mean, are many mansions." If it were wow, not so, I would have told years. you. And we're still waiting, Two days, right? Yeah. But we'll know the season, right? It's like the bride in, in the normal Hebrew writing knows around when he's going to be coming, but she doesn't know the day or the hour. Right. Which is the same for us, waiting on Yeshua. He's given us in these last three three weeks, right? We've been given the signs of his coming, so we know the season. But we don't know the day or the hour of his coming, right? So we have to keep watch. And as we see the signs, we need to keep more and more diligent watch for his return. Think
0: about it. This is something I've discovered. When you wean yourself off the world, pretty much, this is what I've discovered. You become more reflective than consuming. Mm -hmm. There's more reflection time than consuming time. Yeah. Because you can consume music in your ears, you can consume television, you can consume liquid beverages and solid foods, and mm-hmm. you can just consume so many things, Yeah. but then where's the reflection or the reflective time, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I love about, I mean, you kind of aren't in a rush to do that or, be to, or to be stimulated to keep, you know, scrolling on your phone yeah. like a madman. What, what have you really accomplished because the eyes are never satisfied yeah well it's dopamine <coughs>
1: you're getting dopamine rush from it and it artificially raises your dopamine so then what do you do you go back to the thing that gave you dopamine right you go back to scrolling and so it's this, this constant dopamine hit did you do that bullet point at the top I have not yet I'm not there yet oh I got you, you know? um, it's funny because dopamine is, is an important important piece of life oh yeah it's the thing that gives you motivation how, how things work
0: Yeah, it's important. Sex, alcohol. They say that when you release that dopamine through alcohol, it takes like I think ninety days to replace it naturally.
1: Well, here, so it's interesting that that. you say that. Something along those lines, like the higher the dopamine spike, the lower the dopamine crash, and that's the reason why you go through this cycle of exactly right. So when you crash, that's when people feel unmotivated, depressed, feel like you you don't, don't get the same hit. Well, and then you need more and more in order yeah, to get you it. You don't get the same hit that you had before. So right. what you have to do is you have to recognize when you have low dopamine, and you have to wait it out because your body has to just take time to process. Right. And then you want to get back to like a normal. I think level.
0: exercising releases dopamine.
1: It does. Well, it releases endorphins, and it's dopamine, right, that will drive you to get the endorphins, right? So it's it's a it's a mixture of hormones or whatever. But it is interesting how God created. It. Oh man, he's he's brilliant. He is he's detailed.
0: Brilliant. I mean, he's detailed. Yeah. All right, what do you got for me?
1: All right, so these ten virgins, bridesmaids or bride, right, were waiting to join the procession. And they hoped to take part in the wedding banquet. But the groom didn't come at the expected time. And five of them used up their lamp oil. By the time they had gone out to purchase more oil and returned, they were too late to join the feast.
0: It's sad, you know? Yeah, you think about it. That's uh. That's, that's a wake up call. We
1: well, said afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, I do not know you. I probably should add it here. It's crazy. I do not know you. That's not what you want to hear from the Lord. I need a bullet point on that. Oh, we need to. Oh, this, this just in, folks, were adding a bullet point.
0: Right. Live. It's like you could know Yeshua for a season and then not know him. Yeah. yeah we were talking about that before the, we started recording. I don't know. It's kind, it's kind of like, okay, I look at my life. God saved me. Mm-hmm. I went to the Baptist church. I went to Word of Faith church. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is with me. He's guiding me. He's showing me. Then I go to Valerico New Life, which is like a Baptist gospel church. And the pastor got filled with the Holy Spirit and there's dancing and worshiping. And I'm a Baptist gospel and all that. And then, boom, I get my Hebrew roots. Iran. Hey, Wow, you know, wow, I got my Hebrew roots, you know. Sabbath, and I've been grafted in, and I'm a fry, and the dietary laws. I don't eat pepperoni pizzas and shrimp and all that anymore. And I celebrate the feasts, right? Are you with me? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm meeting with some people, and baked to heal But guess what? There's oil in my lamp. Because Jesus says, Yeshua says, hey, the Jews are going to come to be to heal it, embrace them receive them yeah. I got oil in my lamb I got oil in my lamb and so what happens then is oh well we want to bait to heal at Israel how are we going to get that we got to have oil in our lamb that's right so that's the revelation you know when you think about it like are you continuing on in what God wants to achieve that's right especially when it comes to the temple mount
1: well that's going you to come know? into
0: the next parable we're about uh-huh. to do yeah. so it's, it's a good little segue
1: into what are you doing with the provision that god has given you you know you ready who yeah. reads this one am i reading or are you reading? i'm reading right yeah you can read i will read so i'm going to read uh chapter 25 verses 14 through 18 this one says the parable of the loaned money right. well. this one says i've always heard it called the parable of the talents that's true too i just put the
0: parable of the loaned
1: money I think about everybody
0: belongs to him
1: at all kind of it, like that it all belongs to him even your life is on loan right So here's what it says. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money.
0: Not good. So the word talents is is the Greek word talenton. Talenton. And it means a balance of supporting weights, i.e. by implication a certain weight and that's a coin, or rather sum of money, mm-hmm. goods. The master divided the money and the talents among his servants according to their abilities. Like no one received more or less than he could handle. If he failed in his assignment, his excuse could not be that he was overwhelmed. Failure would indicate only laziness or hatred toward the master. The talents represent any kind of resource we are given. God gives us time, gifts, and other resources according to our abilities, and he expects us to invest them wisely until he returns. We are responsible for using well what God has given us. The issue is not how much we have, but how well we use what we have. I like that, because it says right there, um, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. Mm i tell you, probably the biggest thing that's, that's hitting us today is distractions. Oh, yeah. There's just so many distractions. So many other things you could be doing yep. than what you're supposed to be doing. So what do you got as far as that goes uh, to that point? Well, <clears throat> I, I
1: would say that I'm thinking about the way the world works, right? And how the haves have and the have-nots and how no matter what system that you put the people in there will be those that do and those that don't and i just find it very interesting how that literally is like a dividing line in in peoples um to which you know the the levels at which people sit on right the poor the middle class and the
0: rich you know and by the way that is actually structured in god's Offerings. Offerings, yeah. Or sacrifices. Right. You can sacrifice a bull if you're rich. Yep. You can sacrifice a goat or a lamb, middle class, or a bird or flower for the poor. Yep.
1: Let's keep going because I think that we'll unpack this more as we go through this parable. So we, I get We to haven't read. finished it. You get to read now.
0: You get to read. All right. You get a talent. You All get right. a talent. All right. Profitable servants. Profitable. So we have the unprofitable one. Right. So verses 19 to 23... That's right, After a long time, wow, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. I'll tell you what.
1: The thought that I have whenever <laughs> I, I re- think about this. If, say I'm the master giving out the money. Okay? Just hypothetically. My biggest thought to the ones that doubled the money is, man, I should have given them more money. <laughs> right? Isn't that right? That's a good point. That's what you think. It's, that's how I would think if I gave somebody something and they doubled it. Heck yeah, I, him, I should have given them 10.
0: You know, he didn't give me it's 20 like, back. so so God gives me a revelation as a single young man. Mm-hmm. And so I take that talent and I marry my wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. been married 23 years. So her and I are, are two talents. Mm, I see. Well, hear me out on this because this is a good revelation. That's right. I know. This is the incentive. Uh-huh. And, and, and no one can steal it from you. Yeah. And no one can discard it right because it's personal right i just got it hear me out my wife and i are two talents we have eight children we're up to ten talents right? that's right that's a 400 percent increase we've been chosen and picked to lead this congregation mm-hmm. look at all the fruit yep and now we want to go to israel and we want to be with judah how many more talents can we have in the house of israel right?
1: we'll be stacking talents we'll be like a bank
0: there's no burying around here. I mean, I mean, that's, wow. Yeah. And he's doing it. Right. Just let it happen. He's doing it. I didn't do any of it. I didn't put in the cause to bring the Jews here. They just started showing up. That's why I believe that the whole thing with fake news is just boom, you go. It's going to happen. You go. You yeah. go. There it is. Boom. There it is. Boom. Woop. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my little nugget. That's amazing. Yeah, you your talents, your family. Wow, you know,
1: man. yeah. I'll tell you what. You know, um, I see the talents uh, that God has given. Like even my wife, you know, and just like her patience and the way she handles, you know, our home and the way she handles other kids, or she's teaching and doing all the stuff that she does, and she takes it seriously. and The creativity that goes into it. Same with your wife. It's true. Um, and how those are talents that are being used for the kingdom. That's right? true. Because let me tell you, I, it's a big deal. In this story, I think talents are just money, right? And and the object is to multiply them. But I think this is an archetype for whatever talents God gives you. And the output isn't always necessarily quantifiable by I doubled my talent, you know, they were given. Something like that. Right. But it's were you a good steward? Did you do well with it? You know? Right. And so you have to think of the talents as, you know, are you using your talents for the Lord? You know? But there's an alternative to using your talents for the Lord. Right? We're not going to get into that. Sure we are. We're going to do it right now.
0: What about the, the, the discuss? I thought that's what we were doing. I thought we were discussing that. Well, discuss how you are using your God-given talents and resources. No, that, that's true. I have two things. Sure, I just hear. put, by being a pastor and leading a congregation. Amen. Okay, that's yep. one thing. Uh, this is the other thing. Building bridges with Christians and Jews.
1: Yeah. That's right. Expand the kingdom. Yep. I think doing the podcast is also on that list. You know. Oh, yeah. Here we are, using our talent. That's true. Sure. You know? That's true. Um, you know, discipleship, you know, occasionally I like to, I say occasionally, I like to practice the Great Commission, not just read about it, you know? Yeah. Um, discipleship is important. You know? It's important. It is. We've got to uh,
0: go after the men. That's right.
1: So why don't you read uh, 24 through 30? I thought I already read. Then I'll read. Here we go. It says, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. That's a good one. Lo, there thou hast, what is thine? That's a a tongue twister in King James. His Lord answered and said to him, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <clears throat>
0: that's rough. I want to go back to something real quick here. Cause, so outer darkness along with weeping and gnashing of teeth is a typical description of hell and eternal damnation occurring six times in Matthew and once in Luke. I'm, I'm reminded of this. I don't know. That's tough, man. That's scary. It sure is. You know, the wedding banquet parable, Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14. It says here, because the guy took the invitation, wasn't properly dressed. Right. What happens? Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away, cast him into outer darkness. Mm. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called a few. I always was wondering, is outer darkness meaning that you're not in the wedding? or the weeping and gnashing of teeth, is that regrets?
1: Uh, I think anybody, yeah. that, anybody that ends up in hell uh, has regrets. You know. you know, know That's like those people that get the tattoo that says no regrets, but they misspell regrets. It's just kind of funny, the irony. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, because sometimes they'll spell that R-A instead of R-E, regrets.
0: So the last man hoped to play it safe, yeah. protect himself from his master. He was only thinking of himself and was judged for his self-centeredness. We must not make excuses to avoid doing what God calls us to do. This parable describes the consequences of two attitudes towards Yeshua's return. The person who diligently prepares for it by investing his or her time and talents to serve God will be rewarded. The person who has no heart for the work of the kingdom will be punished. God rewards faithfulness. Those who bear no fruit for God's kingdom cannot expect to be treated the same as those who are faithful. Mm. But see, it makes sense now. Why does God want us to do all these things? Because he's watching. Mm-hmm. He's watching, and there's promises, and there's prophecies, and these things have to be fulfilled. So he wants us to pursue those things. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The first generation to be born again, baptized in water, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have Torah. Ever. Ever. I mean, that's...
1: That's pretty cool. I mean
0: I mean, aside from I mean, maybe the
1: first century church, like the actual disciples and the people that were right the But I'm them. just
0: saying he was still going to punish them and scatter. Right. And then the gospel would go out and bring us all back together. That's right. So I, I believe we're in the last days just simply because Israel is a nation. Yep. And he said that, you know, is it this time they're going to restore the kingdom back to Israel? So for it to be a nation is pretty
1: important. There's probably no better documented, like modern miracle than the existence of the state of Israel.
0: Right now, yeah, two thousand years, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, modern, modern miracle. So that is the the I'm just thinking about it.
1: the The profitable servants and the unprofitable servants. I think that again, Yeshua finishes this up by saying, "To whom already has, much more will be given to him." Right. So remember, I was talking about the haves and the have nots. You look out into the world and you see two different attitudes, two different mindsets, and all it is is a mindset. Those that have, if you were to invest with those people, you'll end up with more back, right? Those that don't have, if you were to invest with them, you'd be lucky to get back even what you gave them, right? And this is the problem with, I think, the way a lot of people in the world think. And it's it's a, it's a fact of life. It's a human condition that we're looking at here. But Yeshua is is opening our eyes to see what we see in the natural, but then applying it to the higher level of the spiritual and saying, there are those that are focused on the kingdom, that I have been planted my talents, my resources in, and they are are doing great work to build the kingdom. And then there are those that I have, you know, I couldn't trust that servant. So I only gave them a little. And even when I gave them, they squandered.
0: And I barely even got back what, what I'd called. just because to show you the, the, the variety, the variation of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just the amazing thing of life, just thinking about it. Right. All the different variations. I think parables, parables.
1: like this really squash. Like, I, I don't want to get into the, the theological debate of like works for salvation because that doesn't exist, right? We believe in salvation-based works, not works-based salvation. Right. However – When I look at this, the idea that what you do doesn't matter is just thrown out the window. What you do matters. What you do with the resources God gives you matters the most. It could be life or death. And I think that you don't get to just squander the talents that God gives you. What is it that Paul says, even about the Jewish people, right? The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God puts anointing on people. You'll even see ministers and ministries that are just like, you you may think that they're off the wall, but they have these giant ministries and they're very successful. The reason is because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. There's the anointing inside of people and then there's the anointing on people. Right. Um, And it's important to recognize the difference because there's ministries out there that do great work. People are being saved. They come into the Lord. They're learning the Bible. They're being healed. All all this fruit is happening, right? While the person inside is wicked and when they get to the end, they're going to be like, uh, Lord, Lord, you know, and He's going to say, "Depart from me, I never knew you, you worker of lawlessness, you worker of iniquity." So it'd be rough to be that person where the anointing was on them, God gave them the talents, right, and everything was multiplied, but yet when they get there, they didn't have
0: oil in their lamp. You know, that that would be rough. It's it's heavy duty, man. I mean, it's almost like okay, we've been shown these parables. Now, what are we going to do? It's a warning. The last week of Yeshua. This is all part of the last week of Yeshua, yeah. my teaching. The kingdom of God the is hand. That, The things that he was sharing and the things that he was doing. So uh, it's pretty much self-explanatory. Repent.
1: Change your thinking. It's pretty right. much self-explanatory. And believe the good news. What's the good news? That he's going to restore the
0: kingdom to Israel. That's right. So what two points did you get from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 30? Here are my two points. Let's hear it. Number one. Make sure that you have enough oil to see the path and to make your destination. Mm, That's a good one. Number two, use all of your gifts, talents, and resources for God and His kingdom.
1: Mm, I like it. Um, All right, so I have two. My first one is, if God gives you a blessing, right? it's not for you just to... Enrich yourself, but it should be used for kingdom purposes. That doesn't mean that you don't get to reap benefits from the talents that God gives you, right? But it does mean that you have to be a good steward of it and make sure that you are putting your effort. That's true.
0: That's good. That's right. That's real good.
1: Right. And then uh, I would say the other one is exercise your faith. Know Yeshua, because if you don't know Him, guess what? When you go to knock on the door, he's going to be like, I don't know you.
0: Right? Why do you pray yourself? Father, we just want to thank you for the oil that's within us, representative, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Father, we just come before you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, cleanses of all iniquity and our frustrations and our anxiety and our worry, maybe even a little... Bouts of fear, Father, we just come against all of that. We just thank you for your oil to, to be inside of us, full of your Holy Spirit, full of your word. And thank you, Father, for allowing us to uh, to go forward, because the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, of you. And so we are just excited, and we are just very pleased and uh, thankful for your provision, your protection, your healing. And we just uh, we just lift up this time to you right now, and uh, we thank you for the parables, it is to your kingdom and we want to follow it we want to walk in it, we want to teach our children this community and those around us that we will achieve your kingdom on this earth we ask this in the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, Amen Amen, thank you Father Wow,
1: alright, well if you want to keep the conversation going, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this, obviously there's a lot of people with a lot of different twists and, on these parables, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, you can send me an email at ryan at 2 net, or you can comment in the uh, Facebook comments or in the YouTube comments wherever you're watching this Uh, and then like I said if you're listening on my podcast usually the only way to interact with us is email me or if you go back over to YouTube or Facebook so keep that in mind bless you guys have a great week